Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Totally Unbiased Sports with Josh and Kellen. Uh, this week, we have episode 69 for you. Ooh. We made it. Ooh, it's jokes. Doug Glatt episode. It's the Doug Glatt episode, everybody. It's an objectively funny episode. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Laughter required for this episode. Sorry. If you don't find uh, us funny, you're required to laugh. That sucks. Oh, yeah. How are you doing this week, Kellen? Who's your number 69 that we're going with today? You can't beat Doug Glatt, so good luck. 69 is Rashad Coward. Uh, I could have gone Jared Allen. He played for the Bears, but I really hated him. And yeah. I, I, I kind of hate Rashad Coward, too, just because he's bad, but... Um, that's all Bears offensive linemen these days, so can't complain too much, I guess. Uh, yeah, but on numbers soon though, we're gonna finally get into some good stuff. Can't wait. Um, How many were thirty-one plus fifty-one? We're three hundred fifty-one episodes away from four hundred twenty, so we're getting there. Nice. Yeah. Good math. Wow, Cal. Thank you. Yeah, I'm no, quick, I'm quick on my feet. It's not a yeah. big deal. Um, but anyway, I don't want to risk burying the lead again because Kyler Murray's a Pittsburgh Steeler, so <laughs> I'm not. Yes, <laughs> I don't really know how I feel about it, but he is a Pittsburgh Steeler. Um, we're, we'll talk about that in a little bit. First, we're gonna lead off this episode by bringing on um my brother who is fresh off of a state championship, so we're gonna add him in right now. We'll cut, see. All, cut all the dead air as well, so don't yeah, even we, worry. There, let's see if we can get him added in here, maybe. So now we're we're joined by Isaac, who is fresh off of a 12U state championship. Yeah, 12U. A 12U state championship. Um, single A or double A? Single A. Single A Irish Rovers won a state championship this week, and Isaac requested to be interviewed. So I'm assuming that I didn't need questions. You just had that you were talking about because you wanted to be brought on to talk about this. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Where would you like to start with your? Where was this tournament first off? It was in Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne, Indiana. Kellen, you ever play basketball in Fort Wayne? I play. Yeah, I played basketball. I played at Spice a couple times there. That's where it, the gym rats are. Is it is a good um good place? I actually little known fact. Clinched my birth to the state title game in Fort Wayne. Isaac and I have one thing in common that other Borgers don't. No other Borger actually has. In the fact that we've actually both won state championships. So, A little bit of Borger history for you yeah. right there. Nice. How many games did you have to play to win this, Isaac? How many games in this uh, tournament? Four. Four games. Championship. Four games, two days, three days? Three days. Four games, because that's a lot hockey that has to be played. What position are you, Isaac? Defense. He plays defense. What number? What number do you wear for this people that are looking up the stats this tournament? Fifty-eight. Where's number fifty-eight? Why fifty-eight? Why? Yeah. Chris Letang, Pittsburgh Penguins. Classic. 
crazy. Who would have thought that, that would be the reason? Um, I hear I hear the Penguins are trading Latang. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, could, it's it's rumored like every year, right? Going to change your number when the Penguins trade Latang? No. Are you going to tra- change your number to McDavid's number when the Penguins trade to get him? Yes. When McDavid no. turns the Penguins, are you going to be 97? No. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm not good enough to wear 97. Are you good enough to wear 98, which was Josh's number? Yeah, are you good enough to wear 98? Yeah. <laughs> That's a tough look. Um, anyway, why don't you walk us through your championship game? And who were you playing? What was the final score? Things that happened, because some people might have missed it on TV. Um, just give us a quick recap of what happened in the game for those people uh, that were watching it on TV. I watched it on TV. Midwest Blackbirds. They beat us twice before this game. So a revenge game. We have a revenge game. Nice. Okay. Yeah. First period, they went up one. And then we tied it up. And then the second period, they scored one. And then third period, we tied. And then went into overtime. And we, there was a 4v4 overtime. And we went down the ice, did a tic-tac-toe, and then put it in the net. Technical term. Very nerve-wracking. So... Where was it? Where were you watching from? The bench. <laughs> That's no. I did play in overtime, though. I did okay. play. Just, I had one shift. I can speak from experience. It is a lot nicer to be on the ice. Yeah. When the game winning goal goes in. <laughs> it's even nicer if you're the person who shoots the fuck. When the game winning goal goes in, but the bench honestly, is <laughs> you can get. I would assume, um, <laughs> probably the bench. This is this is Josh actually reliving his glory days in high school, huh? Interesting. Well, last night you missed the very comparative phone call that Isaac had trying to tell me why this one was better. So, do you have anything you need to show off here while we wrap up this interview? Is there any? Show off to Kellen, possibly. Oh, he's got a ring. Nice. He does have a ring that is bigger than yours. It's bigger than the (laughs) I got. My ring might have been able to cover the cost of all of the rings given to his team, but it's bigger, (laughs) and that's really what matters. What was was the celebration like? Where'd you go afterwards? Yes. Oh, we went straight to the goaltender. He made a big save. Joey you go, Schubert. You go like you're gonna shout out any teammates other than Joey Schubert. Anyone else that? Ian Rowland with the game-winning goal. Okay. Nice. How was the officiating in this tournament? Bad. Pretty bad. Did you get any penalties? No. No. No penalties. Yeah, probably was pretty bad then. Yeah, that must have been terrible officiating. Yeah. Do you like your coaching staff? I guess is the last question that we probably need to ask. How much? Yeah. How much of this win are you attributing to the coaching staff, and how much of it was just talent? Fifty percent each, half each. You're giving half of the credit to the coaches? Wow, that's generous. Seems that, like that is 
lot of credit. Those, those who can do, those who can't coach. That's what I always heard. So wow. I don't know. Is there is there anyone you want to uh, you want to call out like an opponent or maybe a teammate you want to throw under the bus right now? Yeah. No. Okay. No opponents you want to call out though either. Anybody check you pretty hard and you want you're pretty mad at them? I don't know. No. Okay, that's good. Good nature. You sure? Is it anyone's fault that the game went into overtime? Ooh. No, it was not. It was not anybody's fault. Your goalie's fault? Not your goalie's fault no, at all? No, it wasn't the goalie's fault. He played a good game. Okay. That's good to hear. Oh, best game. This is literally the equivalent of the interviews with Connor McDavid at the All-Star game. <laughs> he doesn't say a single word. And then he's like, these are my skates. Yeah, and he doesn't pro. think about anybody else so i guess it's a buttoned up interview from isaac today is there any final words you want to leave us with before we move on in the podcast and record the rest of it i mean you can't really beat the 12u indiana state championship i don't know if you know this kellen but 12u single a hockey is a indiana is a hotbed for that so yeah infinitely more state championships than what i won in my day so is it is a hot so, is there any, like, coaches, I guess, is my last? Is, were your coaches pretty composed on the bench, or were they, like, most, if you watch, you know, Mike Sullivan in the 2016 Penguins Stanley Cup championship run, or Mike Sullivan in the 2017 Pittsburgh Penguins State, or Nat Stanley Cup championship. <laughs> State championship. Mike, Mike uh, Sullivan's pretty composed on the bench. Were your coaches composed? Were there any coaches yeah. that posed on the bench were there any coaches that were maybe there was quote, a lot of yelling fine? was any coach yeah. losing their um the defensive coach who was the defensive coach that might not have been able to handle the pressure of the moment? my dad interesting <laughs> wow, that that's shocking that is shocking to hear this is a bunch of leading questions but anyway <laughs> thank you the fan base was pretty big the what? Very loud, very loud fan base. Oh, he's shouting out the fans. So, would you say that the Irish Rover 10U single A 10 12U fans are the fan base of the week? Wow, that took a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're naming them as the fan base of the week. Yeah, they were really loud. Big home ice yeah. advantage there for you guys. Do you do you have a do you have a player or coach of the week before we let you go? Uh, player of the week, uh, Joey Schubert. Okay, we're staying there. Okay, coach of the week. Coach of the week. Uh, my dad. You're giving him the coach of the week. He wasn't yeah. even composed on the bench. You just said he wasn't composed on the bench. Yeah, it seems to, seems to me like everyone deserves it but your dad right here. But okay. I don't know. I didn't see Herb Brook losing his mind on the bench. That's how I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, from all my watching of Miracle, he he did it post-game or pre-game, okay? <laughs> so, all right, Isaac. Thank you for joining us. Congrats on the championship. And we'll have you on after you win another state championship. Okay. Bye. Sounds good. Bye. Nice. Boom. Dude, that was so aggressive. It says I kicked him out of the call. <laughs> Get out of here. So aggressive. All right, everyone. Welcome back from that lovely interview with Isaac, uh, the one-time state champion in the 10U division, 12U division. 12, gosh, come on. 12, Jeez, even I know this at this a, point. 12U single A division of Indiana youth hockey. And now, without further ado, 
Kyler Murray, Pittsburgh Steeler. Yeah, let's so, let's get into the nitty gritty here. I'm honestly, I'm not sure how I feel about this situation. It kind of came out of left field in a way. I'm not really sure how I feel about him being a Pittsburgh Steeler. I'm kind of nervous. My biggest concern is that he's going to blow away in Heinz Field during a home game. Yeah. Uh, that would probably be my biggest concern about Kyler Murray. And I'm also slightly concerned that uh, height might be an issue because Pittsburgh fans you probably haven't picked up on this, but we absolutely love to just put the word big in front of anything. Like we have big Ben for 18 years. Jeff Carter plays here for one season. and He's big Jeff Carter. We like to have big things in Pittsburgh. We like our boys big. Kyler Murray's kind of small. So I'm not sure how I feel about him being a Pittsburgh Steeler. What are your thoughts on him being a Pittsburgh Steeler? Yeah. I mean, being a Pittsburgh Steeler, uh, most of my thoughts are currently fictional, not realistic uh, regarding that. Why was wow. my most intelligent breakdowns? I feel like you have something that's like I actually put way too much thought into that. I feel like. Yeah, no, it's not surprising because it's the Steelers. Uh, I mean, the Steelers are in on every quarterback. I saw an article today saying Steelers are Steelers should trade for Justin Fields. They should trade a fourth round pick to get him. And I was like, OK, that was uh, I don't know if it's, if that's what it's going to take. But um, okay. would you would you rather? Would you rather, here we go, Aaron Rodgers win a Super Bowl or, or, we're friends for life in this scenario, by the way. Justin Fields gets traded to Pittsburgh and ends up being a franchise quarterback and winning multiple Super Bowls in Pittsburgh. Which one would you rather go through? Aaron Rodgers won Super Bowl or Justin Fields being a franchise quarterback in Pittsburgh and being as beloved almost as Big Ben? I, I, I just... I almost threw up thinking of both of those things happening. And it's not, it has nothing to do with the Steelers. It's just like, like the, the thought of like the bears actually having a franchise quarterback and then trading him away. And then him being successful would, that would be the death of, of not only me, but many not, bears fans. Not only, but especially for you, because it would be to my team in this. Yeah. I wouldn't hear the end of it. I would be like happy for you, kind of, but then I would stop very quickly because of how much you would rub it in. I so, would text you every time. tough. Every completion, I think I would text you. I think it would be Aaron Rodgers as long as he's not winning that Super Bowl with the Packers. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy to think of, man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it's kind of tough, you know the the tiniest, most adorable quarterback playing in you know a big blue collar city like Pittsburgh just doesn't feel quite right. Like I, we love how fun sized he is, and it's just it doesn't match the Pittsburgh yeah, I, vibe. I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh actually trades Kyler Murray away, and he's not their starting quarterback coming in the fall. But as of right now, he is, and it's also what's kind of crazy to me as well is that Russell Wilson is also. The Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback. Yeah, and so, Aaron Rodgers is too. So is Kenny Pickett and Jimmy G. Yeah. I don't they, know where this cat face <laughs> came from, but it's absolutely unbelievable. The Steelers are just they're gonna they're gonna trade for Kyler Murray and then trade Kyler Murray for Kenny Pickett in the draft. That's a big brain move right there. Kellen, that might be the smartest thing you've ever said in your entire life. It probably is. Uh it's not going up against a lot of other smart thoughts, oh. so that's that's good news. But yeah, where this is all stemming from is Kyler Murray uh, deleted all his uh, Arizona affiliated social media stuff. Like it just cleared from his social media. 
this happens about once a year with mm-hmm. some random superstar athlete. And I feel like it never amounts to anything, but it gives us a lot to talk about at least. Yeah. And if I'm being completely honest in the midst of my whole conversation, I kind of forgot why Kyler Murray was going to the Steelers. But <laughs> so thank we, we just that. heard we, we, we read it on Reddit somewhere. It happened and we were all in. Um, In all seriousness, like, yeah, I absolutely love when the athlete just goes and unfollows everyone. Why? Like, what happened? Nothing. Literally nothing happened that this would be, you know, like a storyline or anything like that. Yeah, it doesn't so, feel like there's been any drama surrounding him nope. or anything. He's had injuries. Maybe there's like something with the team where he doesn't like the way that they're making him play. On like, we we don't know. We just know that he unfollowed a lot of people and deleted a lot of posts and stuff. But yeah, I I, I don't know. It's 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 fun to just do all these hypotheticals, especially when not a lot is happening in sports right now. Yeah, it is. It's great. Um, and in I guess. In all seriousness, though, talking about the Steelers, because I feel like I should mock drafts are heating up, Kellen, at this yeah, point in time. Mock draft season. Uh, sure. So I'm going to give you my official Steelers draft, first round draft pick. Okay. Analysis. If the Pittsburgh Steelers will pick a quarterback in this draft, if it is Kenny Pickett in the first round. If they don't get Kenny Pickett in the first round, I do not believe there's a single quarterback although they do really like this one guy from the senior bowl that I can't remember his name, Malik Willis or something like that. I think his name is, um, they did kind of talk to him a lot. I just don't think there's anything. I don't, I don't personally as an expert in the sport of football, believe that there is a quarterback who is worth taking a chance on that makes you that much more competitive than Mason Rudolph does other than Kenny Pickett. I think Kenny Pickett's the guy. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. It's a bad, it's a bad quarterback, uh, draft class this year. Right now, I mean, all these guys, you never know. They could all just end up being studs, and it's just a crapshoot when it comes to the draft. But right now, it's like Kenny Pickett is such a hot commodity because, I mean, he probably he probably would have been the fifth quarterback taken last year in the draft. And but but like that, the quarterback's the most important position in football. So he's gonna he's gonna be way more overvalued than what he should be probably in the draft position. He might end up being a great quarterback, but with how bad the class is looking this year, it's a bunch of defensive players. That's that's who's going to be taken early, and then Kenny Pickett. So and it's I, going to be tough to trade up to get him, too. I also did text you this, that, like, as Kenny Pickett, I don't think there's a worse thing in the world right now than the fact that you could very, like, this isn't really, I don't feel like Steelers fans making this up in their heads as much as it was two months ago. Now it's, like, an actual real thing that, like, this could very well this is a feasible thing that could happen just like we were like oh Najee Harris that could happen and then it did happen but as Kenny Pickett the last thing I want is to go to Pittsburgh yeah but that is just yes I really want to play there because like you love the city and it's really cool and like that would be the most amazing thing in the world but he's gonna have to delete social media if he gets drafted by the Steelers yeah yeah. As we bully him, he's going to be under such a microscope more so than anywhere else in the world if he gets drafted by the Steelers because Steelers fans are psychotic. Okay, like that's what makes us us. And there's this whole like he's got such a swaggy moxie to him, 
and swaggy moxie moxie and like i just pittsburgh fans yes everyone in pittsburgh is not a pit fan but they at least saw kenny pickett and could see what he did and he was in the city and like it's just like oh my god this could happen it would be a explosion and it would just be the most insane thing ever if he gets drafted and like he's already got the the sickest tagline in the world do you know what his tagline is and i can't wait if he what? gets drafted i'm buying the shirts Every time they would win a game, they're like, how are you going to celebrate? And he's like, I'm going to go have a few cold ones. Like, just imagine him trotting off Heinz Field being like, I'm going to go have a couple cold ones. Yeah, I mean, that 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 plays for about any NFL city, though. It, 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 well, I know it does. It will play anywhere, but I'm just saying, like. Yeah, it's gonna. it, it would be awesome uh, for sure. Is there any part of you that's just, like, not worried at all who the quarterback, who the quarterback is next year? Because. Maybe you're maybe the Steelers are just one of those franchises that always has an awesome quarterback like the Packers seem to have. Yeah, that's like kind the of, Bears always seem to have an awesome defense or running back. Not trying. Yes, but I'm trying to keep myself from just believing that whatever happens is going to be good. OK, like I kind that's of smart deep down. I'm like, well, I mean, we stumbled on Big Ben like and Pittsburgh's one of those cities outside of baseball. I mean, you got Mario Lemieux, Yarmir Yager who when they retire, well, Yager hasn't retired yet, but like when they're done in Pittsburgh, you're replaced by Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. Like it's it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, well, yeah, all I've known is winning and I'm telling myself we're going to lose. But like at the same time, are we actually going to lose or is Kenny Pickett actually going to be better than Tom Brady? Statistically wise, he's a better human than Tom Brady already. So Talk about an abundance of riches over here in Chicago. I got I got Jimmy Clausen being replaced by Brian Hoyer. Like, <laughs> hey, at least it sucks. At least you're not Cleveland, am I right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we could always uh, take solace in that. Uh, but well, you want to move on to like a little bit of Super Bowl preview talk here? Yeah, but I think the Pro Bowl happened. Oh, it did it. We probably should mention just the fact that the Pro Bowl happened. Because it was a thing that I guess the NFL tried to, like, push on everybody. And did you watch a second of this? No. No. God, no. Did you watch any of the highlights of this? I've, I saw one highlight that confirmed which, that it was a tag football game. Which highlight did you see? Uh, I, I don't I don't know. Mac Jones doing the gritty after a play that didn't count? Is the no. Only, that's the only highlight I've seen of this Pro Bowl is that he got two hand tapped and then ran the length of the field to do the gritty in the end zone after being yeah. down. So, you know, the Pro Bowl is bad and soft when they when instead of, you know, showing actual highlights from the Pro Bowl, they're just showing highlights of Sean Taylor from when he was in the Pro Bowl. It that's was, how that's how like little we have to watch at this point. It was so bad. But most of the hitting in the Pro Bowl or from Pro Bowlers came after Pro Bowl was over. Yep. Um, Al Camara in a nightclub. I'll so, math. I we I I was talking with a friend at work about this. The Saints are in probably the worst position in football right now of any other franchise. That's a real kicker. Where uh, they they're replacing their their great head coach who won them a Super Bowl. They're coming off of a Hall of Fame quarterback and don't really seem to have a replacement there. And they're more over the cap than any other team in the NFL. Do you think that this was just 
a plant by the Saints owner to have an excuse to just get rid of Alvin Kamara's contract off the books completely? It could be. That's one option. I think or, I think owners should start doing that. Or I do like that. Or here's another situation that it could possibly be. So this was Vegas, right? Weird things happen in Vegas, right? As we know from the Hangover movies. Whoa. Alvin Dude, I thought the, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, actually, Josh. So we shouldn't be talking about this. Alvin Kamara fell asleep with Bounty Gate documentary playing. And he just thought that he lived that. And then he lived it out the next day. Bounty Gate wasn't that bad, in my opinion. It was. <laughs> I'm just saying the so, main target was Brett Favre. It's okay. He heard he heard these speeches from Sean Payton during Bounty Gate um, about injuring people and getting money, and he wanted his bonus, so he took that to heart. I don't know if you've ever like. Well, luckily he didn't hear a speech from Greg Williams, or else that person that he beat up would have been dead. So that's actually good news. And it wasn't a speech from Aaron Hernandez either. So. Well, okay. I mean, but Greg Williams was actually on that. Okay. That is true. Yeah, Just an unnecessary jab at a dead man right there. Thinking Patriots and how bad they are. Oh, how can I make an Aaron Hernandez joke right now? Said Josh. Yeah, okay. I don't think that was PC. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to cut that for your own safety. What? That I don't know that that was really a PC comment that you just made towards me. <laughs> okay, my bad. Was not brought on by anything right there. I don't think the way that you said that was PC. But anyway, yeah, Alvin Kamara, he's in jail for up to five years. Unless, like, think of the prison football team that they have in Las Vegas right now. Wait, he's not going to jail. Yeah, yeah but hypothetically, think of the prison football team that they could have in Las Vegas right now. They would have one hell of an offense, Kellen. Yeah. I mean, that would be a lights out offense. OK, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> are you um, just thinking like that is an awesome if I told you if I told you you could build a team with rugs, Camara and what's his face? <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> Shut up. I told you you could build that team at the beginning of the year. You would take that in a heartbeat. If I was like, dude, would you want to watch these guys play together on the same offense? You'd be like, yeah, I would love to see that. And now you get to see that if yeah. Go to, the go, to, go to the Nevada State Penitentiary. Watch watch some electricity, my friend. Right. Yeah. And you can go watch some football. Yeah. Maybe catch Big Ben or something. I don't know. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'll cut that. I'll cut that. Maybe at church. I'll cut. I'll cut that. I'll cut that. Um. But let's move into a little bit of Super Bowl preview here. We got the Bengals. We got the Rams. That's who it is. Whether we like it or not, here, Josh. Yeah, I understand that. We Some don't. key matchups in the game uh, that that I just want to address uh, first and foremost. This is this is going to be the biggest matchup in the game. The most important one is going to be Aaron Donald and Von Miller versus that Bengals offensive line, which is the worst in the NFL. So if they eat them alive, I'm gonna be so happy. Aaron Donald I, is a pick. Yeah. So I'm claiming him. Okay, you, you, that's fair. You could do that for sure. Um, so is Tyler Boyd, though. Look, right. if they, if the Bengals, I mean, obviously, like that's gonna be that's gonna be the key for the Bengals because it seems like so, this seems like a great matchup for the Rams, but a lot of games have seen seem like not a great matchup for the Bengals, and it just seems like 
Joe Burrow just figures out ways to win ball games at this point. And do you say, Kellen, that this game might be won or lost in the trenches? It w- this is a game that will be won or lost in the trenches. It, thank you for just simplifying this whole this whole thing for for us. <laughs> in case you haven't heard this before, before a football game, before the Super Bowl, this game will be won or lost in the trenches. Whew. It's just gonna happen. Chills. And hey, on the other side of the football, Rams haven't been running the ball that great. My cat just fell down. What an idiot. Um, <laughs> I thought I was gonna poop in a box for a second. Um, but <laughs> on the other side of the football, the Rams have not been running the ball particularly well. The Bengals defense has been playing a lot better. They've been getting a lot more takeaways. That D line against that Rams offensive line, which has been really good this year. Trenches. 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 This is this is gonna be. Bring your hard hats. Uh, pack your uh, your pails. I don't know the. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got it. And you're getting there. It's some hat to hat football. Okay. Uh-oh. Yes. Hat to hat. That's Could it. Better myself. Yeah. Although. I mean, <laughs> go ahead. This also does just completely reek of the secondary having an atrocious. Air- <laughs> Watch this just be it's gonna be fifty six to fifty four. There's gonna be chuck I mean that could happen too because absolutely I I saw a a tweet uh last week. It was like what Cooper Cup is about to do to Eli Apple in the Super Bowl has to be against Black History Month policies. And I was like, that's probably fair, actually, because Eli Apple is not a very good corner. No he's on his third team on it and he's he hasn't even like he's on his rookie contract still. That's insane. Yeah, that it takes talent to be almost that bad. Yeah. But a, a matchup I'm kind of looking forward to seeing in this is the jersey matchup. What do you think of the jersey matchup, Kellen? So we got what, the Bengals, what are the colors? The Bengals black. Oh, like the it. White or orange pants? I don't think they're wearing all black. I don't think they're going all black. Oh, they, if they went all I, black, that would be so cold. Yeah. If they went all black, because I think the Rams are all white. Let me look up. Oh, if we got a color rush Super Bowl, oh. dude. Yes. That would be insane. I mean, as long as the Bengals aren't wearing their oranges, I think it's a, it's going to be a decent uniform. I mean, minus the Rams. I hate everything the Rams have done with their uniforms. So, uh, yeah, I, they, they haven't I, moved the needle for me. So, the Bengals, yeah, we got them wearing the blacks, which are sharp. I will give it to the Bengals. Them changing their jerseys was a smart move, but like, I mean, the Rams, their jerseys just, yeah, it's black with the white pants. And then which we all like the Rams are going white with yellow. Oh, God. So yeah. that's terrible. It's ter- it's, a, it's a great uniform versus a horrible uniform. It's terrible. It will make it easier for me to root for the Rams. There will be a little bit more of a natural feeling to me rooting for the Rams. So I'm hoping that that works. Didn't the Rams wear a white in the Super Bowl they lost, though? Probably. I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. They were they, they had their old uniforms, though, still. So they, they at least had decent hey, uniforms. At least we're not wearing the cream uniforms, though. Yeah. Did you see uh, that TikTok? Sorry, speaking of uniforms, just real quick before we move on. Yeah. Did you see that TikTok of the guy that had every single Rams jersey, and he took all of them off like to celebrate going to the Super Bowl? He was, wearing, he was wearing like 20. Like, imagine that being your life that you own every Rams jersey that's ever happened. Josh, are you going to 
make fun of the man too much here or like what what that's sad <laughs> yeah it's real sad that's gonna be you in 20 years no because at least the Steelers have six jerseys um for the oh league. I thought you were just saying like having that many jerseys of your oh, team is like pathetic or something no it's the yeah fact that the Rams okay I was confused. I was like, what, I have what 30, is this here? I have like 33 sports jerseys, Kelly. Yeah, I know. I was I was so confused. Like, are you? Are we actually going to try to make fun of a guy for no, being I, that obsessed with his team? He has so many jerseys. Well, okay, you're talking about the, yeah, the different variations. I yeah, that's depressing. Jersey. Yeah. But anyway, you were saying. Sorry. The, I'm jersey. Other matchups I'm looking forward to, aside from Eli Apple versus Cooper Cup, is, and uh, obviously Aaron Donald versus the offensive line. Uh, Jalen Ramsey versus whoever the the Bengals' third best wide receiver is because he never guards, he never covers their think- best receiver. It's not going to be Jamar Chase, and it's it's not going to be uh what's the Clemson guy's name? The uh, T Higgins. It's probably he's going to be covering uh, Tyler Boyd the whole game. So is, get ready for that. Is a pit receiver, which really sucks for me that he he lit it up at Pitt with Kenny Pickett. I think. Yeah. He's an awesome number three receiver to have. That's how filthy the Bengals are. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I totally agree with you, though, because Jalen Ramsey is not going to like there's too much about him versus Jamar Chase. He doesn't. That's not his game. Yeah. Oh, he, he I mean, if he covers him, I think it'll be fun because I mean, Joe Burrow doesn't always th- I, it, like a lot of the, what you see with Jamar Chase is yards after catch. And, you know, yeah. You know, if you put Jamar Chase in the slot, then you might get a better chance of Jalen Ramsey covering him and everything. That that could be fun, but I don't know why the Bengals would do that. Like, why put why give them a reason to have their best corner on your best receiver? So yeah, he's never yeah he's never gonna do that. He's gonna he's gonna cover Tyler Boyd and probably suffocate Joe Mixon. So he'll 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 probably have a good game. This game could be a shootout as well, like we said, where. A lot of it's going to come down to Stafford as well. I mean, what 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 Stafford are we going to see? He wasn't incredible against the 49ers, but he won them the game. No, I totally agree. And I think, I don't know, I think like he's going to be ready. I I just think he's going to be ready to go. Like, I feel like he might be too loose could be the issue because I feel like he's going at this. And it's two completely differing things. Joe Burrow's most likely assuming he's going to be back in a Super Bowl. That's just how that's just how it goes. Okay, the Bengals are looking like a team that's going to be around for a few years. I mean, Matt Stafford, this is could be it. Like he's yeah. worked his whole life to this, and he's got a chance. So you just got to let it fly, baby. Let it fly, but not too bad. Don't yeah be bad. It, like for me, Matt Stafford, it, he doesn't feel like a guy where where the lights are too bright for him or anything. Yeah, but he's also not a guy where it's just like you know what you're getting every game from him either. Because you could get a bad Stafford where he just throws three picks and you have you have no chance of winning the game at all. And I like like I said, the Bengals defense has been taking the ball away a lot this postseason. So if you get even just an average game from him, they could take advantage and the Bengals just hang around with Joe Burrow. They I mean, we crowned the Chiefs champions when they beat the Bills and they beat the Chiefs. So Yeah. And, I mean, Brit- Brittany Mahomes crowned the Chiefs champions after she sprayed that champagne bottle over all the fans. So, in Patrick tough Mahomes, look. Patrick Mahomes also did say, like, let me, I got this touchdown, and he didn't have that touchdown. Or yeah. the Chiefs actually win that game. People forget that Patrick Mahomes made a terrible call. Um, threw a really bad interception in overtime, yeah. too. People just really do forget about that. Yeah. But I do think that that could hurt the Rams. 
who do you think, which quarterback do you think is going to rush for more yards? Because I have a feeling that Joe Burrow. Yes, that's what I think. But I also feel like Matt Stafford's probably going to get it done on, with his legs. I think, okay, uh, Joe Burrow is going to run for more yards. Matt Stafford is more likely to score a touchdown running, though, on a QB sneak. So Matt, Matt Stafford's going to be a lot more impactful with his yards on the ground. Exactly, exactly. Or will be, which I all agree. It's those great yards right there. Yes, I will agree with you there. Also, uh, yeah. Uh, I really, I like, I know you don't want the Bengals to win. I want the Bengals to win. I'm going to put that on record because that will be two straight years where the Chicago Bears have beat the Super Bowl champs in the year that they won the Super Bowl. Just saying. That may, that, I don't know if you know about the transitive property or anything here, Josh, but that would make the Chicago Bears the best team in the NFL, technically. That's really cool. You know what I do? That's know, just math. You, do, you know what I do know a lot about, Kellen? Yeah. Actually winning Super Bowls with my team um, and not having to live vicariously through others. But, you know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that. I'm not ashamed to admit that I don't know that. So. <laughs> that feels pretty good so when you get the chance if you ever get the chance to not live vicariously through everyone else you have you took you had a super bowl with robbie gold um that was a you you claimed that as being the uh the bears beating the the packers the 49ers (laughs) beating the packers with robbie gold was sadly one of the greatest moments of my (laughs) nfl fandom that's yeah yeah. that's how that's what it's been like for me the last decade and a half here so it's been tough I might be joining you. There's a chance. Yeah. No, Kenny Pickett, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, um, other people, Justin Fields, yes. Josh it's- Allen. Why not? Screw it. In other news, yeah, in other news, the uh, dude, the Pittsburgh, the city of Pittsburgh might have a stroke if Josh Allen became their quarterback. Oh, my God. You'd <laughs> be the perfect. Like, I mean, he's already the perfect guy for Buffalo as well. That's how they, they feel. Buffalo and Pittsburgh feel very similar. They but are like Josh Allen replacing Big Ben, just a big, tall dude again with a cannon for an you're, arm. He can run. Yeah, you're not on, you're not on Steelers Twitter. But the entire week after we got eliminated was just Josh Allen highlights being like, oh it's God. another number seven. <laughs> he literally, yeah. Oh, Steelers fans have to love him just because they're like, I like what he does like he, i like what he represents you're just like if you turn this back and you put it in black and white we wouldn't know that we were watching a, someone that wasn't big ben if it was just black and white we couldn't tell the jersey colors it would be really great but yeah. so who do you think wins this game here josh do i think wins this game <sighs> like sadly i just think the Bengals are unstoppable okay somehow they've just figured out ways to win it seems like Rams have hung around and they've been down and out multiple times in the playoffs yeah and they've found a way to win they've also choked away quite a few opportunities to close out games but they've been down and out and they've always they've just seemed to make that little extra play that like oh they're not going to do this like oh here goes Tom Brady again with another comeback and boom ended that narrative like Oh, you can't beat the 49ers? Boom. We'll end that narrative. So, I don't know. Like, count them down now. But here's my prediction here. I think Odell's your Super Bowl MVP. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he's he's been a tough – I mean, he's been a great addition for the Rams since he's since yeah. he's gotten there. It, it Like, everything points towards the Rams winning this game. It feels like a really favorable matchup. 
the Rams defensive line is exceptional. The Bengals offensive line is terrible. That's I mean, we we've we talked about it. Trenches, guys. Go back ten minutes and listen to that part. But it, again, like the Bengals, they just figure out ways to win. And there's something to be said about, you know, a team that's been there for the last couple of years, like the Rams, who just hasn't been able to get the job done. Maybe they're starting to feel the pressure, starting to feel that looming over them. This is their all-in year where they've traded for a lot of guys. They have no first-round picks coming up. They don't have any draft capital. So this is really the year that they have to do it. They could feel that overarching pressure. And the Bengals, they're new to the playoffs. They've made, you know, that they don't have the experience, but also maybe they're playing a little bit looser, and there's just a lot to take into account. We don't know how, what's in the players' heads right now. It really. And, uh, it's, I, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a really close game, actually. I do agree. I think it will be a close game, and I, I'm honestly going to like the, the the Ram, like Matt Stafford and the Rams' offense is going to be the difference in this game. One way yeah. or another, it's going. That's going to be the difference. I think yeah. you can. Joe Burrow's going to be awesome. He's going to somehow combat against the terrible offensive line. But, like, it's also kind of – it just kind of gets that feeling. Like, guys get later into their careers, and something comes over them where they're just not going to lose. And I think – like, I feel like Aaron Donald is, like, kind of at the point where he's just not going to lose this game. Well, yeah, and you like, – you kind of – Aaron Donald oh. will not lose the game. Yeah, I mean, you kind of saw that against the the 49ers uh, a couple weeks ago where they showed him on the sidelines, you know, get, rallying the troops and everything. And Aaron Donald, like, for as great of a defensive tackle as he is and putting pressure on the quarterback, he's not that great against the run. Every mm-hmm. every time they ran at Aaron Donald after that, I mean, it, he, it was bottled up. The 49ers had no run offense in the fourth quarter. I mean, they had no offense in the fourth quarter because – he just he hit a different level and the whole defense hit a different level. I if they could do that again, and uh, yeah, I mean yeah, I I agree with you. It's going to come down to the Rams' offense for sure. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. I think it should be a fun fun. Super any Bowl any uh, any non game predictions? You know, halftime show commercials. What 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 are you looking forward to there? Commercials are going to disappoint me. They're going to let me down. Okay. They have for. They're going to let me down. I feel like it's going to be too much. We're all in this together. Not enough funny, stupid beer commercials. I think I think, M- a- I think Eminem is going to do something crazy. That's my I'm, bold prediction. They're either, see, they're either going to come out with a trans Eminem or they're going to make a way too serious commercial dubbed over by like MLK or something like that. And the, it's going to be controversial what Eminem does. Mark M&M. my words. Yeah. Eminem's. M&M's is going to – they are going to make but, headlines following the Super Bowl. Will M&M make headlines? M&M will make headlines. M&M and M&M's, they're going to be in trouble after the Super Bowl by there, one political is a, part. Is there a chance that they, like, have a They little, need to collab. Uh, they need to collab like, on they something. Have, right? Yeah. So what do you think Mr. Peanut's going to do? He's gonna, Mr. Peanut's going to go straight to hell is what he's going to do because he's a dead man. He's he's a dead man. Planter, we're, we're in on baby Peanut now, okay? Planters, Planters has just like completely – they don't exist for 12 months out of the year. Yeah. And one day 
they spend their entire marketing budget just on the Super Bowl commercials and a few tweets that <laughs> leading up to the Super Bowl that are like, oh, watch and find out. What other brand are you looking forward to for Dur- a commercial? Doritos. Doritos has – there's usually a 50-50 shot. Doritos puts a commercial out there that will be banned to play on TV <laughs> later. So I'm excited for that. Uh, I think uh, there's going to be some Bud Light commercial that we're going to think is hilarious at the time, and we're going to be absolutely sick of a month later. That's uh, another easy prediction to make right there. Less than a month. I'm going yeah. a week. Now, yeah. what? I don't know what it is, but it's going to happen. Yeah. What beer? What beer company is going to have the best Super Bowl commercial? Is Bud Light taking that crown? It's probably Bud Light. But if we're gonna if we're gonna go with like more of a wild card pick, I mean Budweiser's just gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna get the horses. Who cares? The Clydesdales. I'm gonna go with Dos Equis. Dos Equis is going okay. Yeah. We I don't heard, even know if they're gonna have a commercial. Have we heard anything about the most interesting man in the world recently? No, we have he's, not. Oh, he's made he's made a commercial appearance in um. Man, it was him, the Old Spice guy, and Idris Elba in like some random commercial. Do you see oh, Old Booking.com. He was in a Booking.com commercial. You see Old yeah. Spice totally canceled? What did, they, what did Old Spice do? Their, their deodorant's giving people chemical burns. Oh, that is my go-to deodorant. Yeah, I, I used to use it, and then I like thought I was just allergic to it, but turns out I was getting chemical burns, so I stopped using it. And then I found out like months I found out months later that people are actually like getting chemical burns and it's nasty but like yeah i was like oh i thought i was just like allergic to whatever they put in now like so i switched it up um but yeah old spice is in some hot water with some chemical burns. that's un- that's unfortunate because old spice can be you know while they could give us a really bad commercial or a really good commercial they'll probably just give us a serious commercial now that sucks and it is too bad so like we're sorry i hope they do like a south park we're sorry from like the bp yeah. list, like, sorry <laughs> what what brand are you thinking is going to have the most confusing commercial that you're going to watch? It's going to be four minutes long, and you're just it's, not going to even know. Ford. 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 It's, a car, it's, it's a car brand. That's all I know. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. I've never understood car commercials or perfume commercials, and I'm not about to start during the Super Bowl. So. All right. I'm like not about to start when I'm nine beers deep, okay? Mm-hmm. That's all I know. Nine millers deep. Thank Miller, you very much. I'm yeah. going to go Bud Light. Miller's not going to make much noise during their commercials, though. Yeah, I'm probably going to go Bud Light. They Didn't they? It was Miller last time that like did that whole campaign where you just read their thing instead of watching everyone else's, and you got free beer? I, I didn't even know that. I, 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 don't, I don't recall the commercials. So we'll find. We'll see what's happening. Um, What's going to be the biggest storyline outside of football coming out of this game? Like, we had the streaker last year that made some pretty big noise. Um, Is it going to, like, I feel like it could be the halftime show. I think it's, it's going to it's gonna be the halftime show. It's going to be something regarding Tupac, 100%. And I'm also just feeling that, like, I'm working it up in my brain that this halftime show is going to have some controversy and something's going to happen. But I also feel like they know that this something's going to happen. And how disappointing would it be if nothing happens? It's going to be very. If Snoop Dogg is not, I'm saying this right now, if Snoop Dogg is not obviously high, Okay, well, that's not even a concern, though. Like, are we concerned about that? But, like, he did the, he did the NHL All-Star game, like, five years ago and dropped an F-bomb. Like... <laughs> yeah. So, I'm just really hoping that he's just going to be so stoned 
that something good happens. And if it is boring, like, and it's just like, oh, wow, wow, that was cool. Good music. Like, I don't want that. I want, like, yeah. Well, like, the thing is, like, they got a bunch of guys who don't care. Like, they don't care if they get in trouble. They don't care if they're controversial. But they're also at this point in their career where they they don't care about a halftime show either. They like they're yeah. they're they're there to collect a paycheck, and they don't care if they're controversial because they've been controversial. People know who they are, and it, they don't need to be right now. So yeah, how many do they bring a car out? Do you think? Do you think they're gonna bring a low rider out onto the field? Mm, I don't think they're gonna bring a car out. That that seems. That seems like not enough. True. Kate, but like, Katy Perry rode a giant tiger. Okay? Yeah. But, okay, but I can just see it starting with like a low rider, and then know. like, oh, that's kind of cool. They're coming out in in a low rider, and then like, boom, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, I thought the halftime show was awesome last year, and people roasted me for that take. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wait until I see what the general consensus is on the halftime show before I pass any judgment. Who's easier that way? Which one of your family members is going to text you? What is this first during the halftime show? Uh, my dad. Dad, okay. Yeah. I think it's going to be my grandma. Actually, I don't think my dad cares. No. Uh, it's probably going to be my mom. I, I think it's going to be my grandma's going to text me and be like, who is this? And I'm going to be like, I don't know, grandma. I'm, I'm old too. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> who is this? <laughs> I've seen these people. Text Isaac. Who is this? <laughs> yeah. So crazy. It feels like Isaac was six just six years ago. It's crazy that he's 12 already. I can't believe that. So it's um, kind of wrap up our Super Bowl preview a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we can wrap wrap up the Super Bowl talk, kind of jump into other sports slash segments. Uh, do you have any other sports notes here? Well, the NHL. Let's hear it. It is. I mean, I love I love professional sports for the fact that they just come out and they talk about growing the game, growing the game, growing the game. And at every single turn, it feels like they make the move to not grow the game and not do things well. So the. The skills competition, the the, the all star game sucks. We see it with the Pro Bowl. No one even wants to be there. No one has any pride about being selected like it's just kind of whatever it happens. So, you know, Trevor Zegras made that sick, like, flip from behind the net goal. It was bad mm-hmm. in the air. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Right? So he wasn't named to be an all-star. But they brought him out for the skills competition. I don't know if you saw this. He did the, uh, the dodgeball. He blindfolded himself, wearing an average Joe's jersey, went down, picked the puck up blindfolded with the stick. One hand does spin Ramos, scores a goal blindfolded while getting dodgeballs thrown at him. Okay. Alex Petrangelo, who is the and they had a panel of judges who's it's is in Vegas. He's the Vegas Golden Knights, one of their players. And John Hamm, who's from like St. Louis or whatever, who when yeah, Blues fan. Yeah. When he when Petrangelo was there, huge Petrangelo fan. He goes, oh, I'm going to just give him a 10 no matter what. And Petrangelo misses the net. Doesn't even score. John Hamm gives him a 19. Everyone else gives him 10s. He holds up a one and a nine and like they count that. And so Petrangelo wins the like skills competition and not Trevor Zegras, who literally picked up. Yes, he could probably see through the blindfold a little bit, but like at least he scored, scored, (laughs) at least at least he did something. 
at least he hit the net blindfold. Yeah. He hit the net. Petrangelo, old man, not blindfolded, misses the net. Like it was just kind of embarrassing. And the the whole like three on three thing, it just kind of sucks. Um, one thing that I thought was really funny is they asked like Jake Gensel and Tristan Jari, who were the Penguins representatives at the All-Star game. They're like, like, what's the coolest part? And, you know, when they ask all these young kids, what's the coolest part about All-Star week? It's like, oh, I got to see McDavid and stuff. Gensel's like, I mean, it was cool, like meeting McDavid and Matthews and stuff, but like kind of different for us because we're around Crosby and Malkin every day so like <laughs> yeah oh it's insane seeing these insanely talented players oh wait no yeah I see that I see that He's all like, the time I've seen I, it from the beginning of time basically like uh uh I'm on a line with Sidney Crosby every single day like <laughs> so I, it's kind of meh at this point <laughs> kind of oh, mid like, dude I, I I literally I like I don't know. I practice with McDavid's idol every single day, so that's that's pretty sick. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it was cool. The NHL did their All Star thing. I don't know, Ovechkin. Uh, kudos to Ovechkin, man. That guy's gotten out of two All Star games in a row. He just straight up skipped the last one. This time, tests positive for COVID, so he doesn't have to go. Like that man does not want to be there, and it is no. so funny. And I actually I have to commend him for just not going to the all-star game ever because it's so funny but well this is the this is the time of year where uh him and putin rent that uh cabin together up in siberia and just make sweet love to each other for a couple days yeah so So, i mean this is this is his vacation time too players need a vacation as well they're people okay josh yeah they are so ovechkin um, confirmed big putin guy so we should probably kind of talk about vacations and the fact that the olympics are going on and some people are having miserable vacations while competing at the olympics have you watched any of the olympics no it's the winter olympics contrary to what you might think when you see the silent j in my name i do not pay much attention to the winter olympics i'm starting to actually think i'm the only person that watches the olympics i i mean i used to watch it like religiously growing up but I don't it want just to, doesn't hit the same. Like it, it just well, it doesn't. It kind of sucks, but like I at least turn it on. Like I don't know. I don't watch the Summer Olympics at all, but I watch the Winter Olympics just for fun. Like I literally just turn them on for fun. In I'm case like, we had any question about your Canadianness, uh, there it was. Is. Sorry, they hockey hasn't <laughs> started yet, but like I didn't know. So I'm if watching. If it's not on skates, I'm not gonna watch it. Okay, I'm not gonna watch it. That's what uh-huh. I did watch some pretty good curling the other day. That was fun. Okay. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I'm watching skiing yesterday. Kind of funny because we do this 10 minute special on this U.S. skier who she's supposed to be unbelievable, like world number one. Do this like 10 minute special on her because her dad used to be like a photographer and take pictures at all of her things. And like she was like he died tragically. Um and so he was kind of funny. Josh says at the no, beginning of this there <laughs> and <laughs> laughing. So NBC sets this up. Right. And they're like this whole big thing. And they're like, watch her watch Olivia. I don't know what her name is. Olivia compete. Um, watch her compete in like 20 minutes. Countdown. Big countdown on the screen. I'm watching Luge. like big countdown. Big thing. And then they do the ski moguls. You know what that is, right? The little chop, chop, chop where you're going on the bumps like really quickly. And then you do like the. So I'm watching that. Actually, Javi was kind of funny during this because so I'm sitting there watching that. And like, you know how when you watch an Olympic sport, you kind of pick up on like 
how to judge that Olympic sport and you kind of become an expert very quickly. So I'm becoming an expert in the ski moguls. Um, all happening before this Olivia girl goes in the next skiing, the one where you go through the gates. I'm eating straight out of a tub of ice cream while criticizing these skiers. And Javi just looks at me and goes, he's like, you're eating straight out of a tub of ice cream. I'm eating honey buns. And we're making fun of these Olympic athletes right now. That's kind of screwed up. And I was like, I mean, yeah, but like, that's American. It's our God-given right to do that. Like, I I just, it was just kind of funny. But then anyway, so we get to the next event and I'm like, I'm not going, but I was so jacked up. NBC got me. Like, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this American girl. She's going to be the greatest thing in the world. Wipes out like 10 seconds into her run. Yes. I love that. Slides the whole way down the hill. And Ah. then. NBC did not know what to do. That was a complete disaster. They ended up interviewing her like 20 minutes later. Like she's like crying. It's just a whole big mess. It was just such a, it was, it was really a comedy of errors. It, it kind of was something straight out of a Shakespeare play. I feel like where it's like a comedy, but it's actually like super sad, but yeah, for whatever reason, because of Shakespeare rules, it can be called a comedy. So that's the winter Olympics for you. Um, a girl without dad does not have a gold medal. Either, so, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> long story <laughs> short <laughs> she has other chances to compete i will be rooting for her i want her to succeed damn that was cold <laughs> that i was that was freaking cold dude we can um uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm leaving that in 100 percent. it just happened like i'm yeah. sorry I'll Sorry, ev- everything you said was a fact there. She did not win a gold. She didn't. And her dad is dead. I'm sorry. Like, I, it was, it really, it tugged on the heartstrings. I had emotions while I was watching that special. And I was very ready for, like, the biggest story of the Olympics to ever happen, happen. And it didn't happen. And I was just a little bit disappointed. So yeah. She's got other runs. She's got other events. I'll keep watching her. I'm team whatever she is. She's the only American athlete I'm going to cheer for in this. Unless there's another one that's like better, but like I don't know, or or really cute. Yeah. Yeah, that'll get you. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the Winter Olympics. You should probably watch a little bit of it. Just throw it on. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch. I'll watch some of it for sure. Yeah. Right. Uh, and anything else with the Winter Olympics? I want to talk about a little bit of head coach hirings here, and then we could jump into uh, our segments. Yeah, we should talk about head coach hirings, and I'm going to kind of keep my mouth shut because I feel like I could get myself into some pretty hot water with some of these. Well, the NFL has already gotten themselves in hot water by well, the NFL not up. abiding by the Rooney rule in any way whatsoever. Um, yeah, Duke just lost. For, that's good. That's good to hear. We love that. Uh, first one I want to talk about here is uh, Lovey Smith. That's my guy. Chicago Bears uh, head coach formerly, and Illinois head coach as well. So, really, he's coached two of my teams. He's a guy who it feels like his last two stops in the NFL, he was absolutely not given a fair shot where the Bears finished 10-6, and and they fired him. The Buccaneers fired him after a 7-9 and season where they were not, they were not expected to do well. And they just drafted Jameis Winston, and they said, we want to pair him with an offensive-minded guy. Let's bring in Greg Schiano. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely crazy to think that would work. Uh, let's fire Lovey Smith there. So 
I'm happy he's getting another shot. He's a guy that's meant to be an NFL head coach. He really relates to players well. He's going to have a good defense there. There's a good defense wherever he goes. Hopefully they can just put the offensive pieces in place for him because I, he's still, he's like one of those guys that nobody dislikes Lovey Smith. Everybody roots for him. He's a good guy. So I, I hope he does well. Uh, Mike McDaniel, he was hired by the Dolphins. That just feels like a cover-up-your-tracks move. I don't know if he's going to do well. He feels like a guy that uh, he might be a good head coach, but doesn't feel like he's going to be a good head coach with the Dolphins. You know? I do agree. Um, real quick, sorry. Kyler Murray's not going to the Steelers, dude. What? Going to the Pirates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to save the Pirates franchise. I, I forgot... I, I forgot to mention that he's he, dude. He's one hundred percent going to be a baseball player. He's quitting. Bro, he's eligible for the Rule Five draft. Yeah, whatever that is. I just saw the tweet. Sorry, I, I'm just my mind's blown that I missed. He, he was a first round pick by the Oakland A's. He's he's going to be a, he's going to be a Pittsburgh Pirate. Anyway, no. Yeah. First off, Lovey Smith, Darren Ravel said this is a terrible hire, so I'm totally all in. With oh, it's a good hire then. Cool. Ravel said that it was gonna, it was the worst thing ever, and you should not. Ravel's be. a racist. He for is. Saying that. Also, was gonna ask him like, I almost got into an argument with Ravel where I was just gonna be like, Yeah, I tweeted at you. You're terrible at your job, but I didn't decide to get into try and start an argument with Darren Ravel because I'm the bigger man. Yeah. I am the bigger man. And Physically and literally and figuratively, yeah. I don't. Know. Um, I don't know. I'm a, I'm interested to see how this works out. If he can handle, uh, what's what's the name of the, what's their quarterbacks, cool nickname tagline Dave, thing? Davis Mills. Mills Mafia. There it is. Mills Mafia. I'm excited to see him with Mills Mafia. And beard, beard or no beard, coaching in Houston. Oh, I, I mean, you you could keep the beard there because it's an indoor stadium, so he'll be fine. It it's too great of a beard to cut off. True. Yeah. Like, also, I feel like you just – he's going to cut it for charity for sure. Nah, he, he, he's he got that old, swirly head coach look now. So it's true. I, 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 th- I think he sticks with it. The beard looks excellent on him. I, I mean, I loved Lovey with the clean shave in Chicago. Man, does he look good with the beard. Man, yeah. I would make sweet love to that man all night with that beard. What? I, but uh, and uh, Dennis Allen, he got hired by the Saints. Uh, he was their defensive coordinator, just just became their head coach. Kind of makes sense. Their defense has been good the last couple of years. Seems like a logical next step. I think everybody kind of saw that one coming there. Uh, any other head coaching hires that we need to talk about here since last week? I don't think so. Yeah. Didn't not all of them. It was the Dolphins, the Texans, and the Saints. Yeah, yeah. I think that was it. So all the all the spots are looking pretty filled here now. Um, yeah, congrats to all the teams that will be looking for another head coach in three to four years. It's going to be really fun. Won't be me. Josh, um, time, for, uh, time for segments here? Yeah, Kellen. Hit me up with your segments. So first, I want to talk about uh, Jackass Forever just came out. Did you go see so- it? I did go see I saw it with Logan. Um, it was really nice, actually. Uh, but, like, uh, hilarious, too. Um, hey, what, were your, what were your thoughts? Um, so, on going with a girl. I 
she it was it was uh like we were looking th- through movies to watch and she was like oh i gotta see the jackass movie so i was just like oh this would you would you have suggested that and like taken her to go see yeah i would have suggested it still i don't know if we would have ended up seeing it but i i was glad that she wanted to go see it which was really really great really convenient because i wanted to see it but uh the thing with this the thing with this movie is it it did not let up it did not disappoint from the other jackass movies at all you will just say this to yourself the whole time is like how the hell are these guys still doing this stuff the whole time yes because it didn't drop off it's still insane what they do and him in the hospital he was very hospitalized but yeah so my my question for you is I think we could go back and forth on this. Like what what's your what are your favorite jackass stunts here, man? I of mean all time. there are there are so many good ones. Um I absolutely love the the classic. Anytime a dude gets hit in the groin, it's just objectively funny and that oh. will never not be their, the cu- their cup checks in the fourth one the was their hardest cup checks I've seen. Yes. I almost peed my pants during the cup test because they they said they're bringing uh, in a lightweight. They bring in Francis and Ganu. Yeah. Bring him in. And if you don't, if you haven't seen it, like the first ones, it was a little girl was the original cup check. Hysterical watching a little girl, a professional heavyweight boxer punching him in the groin. Hilarious. And then, softball pitcher <laughs> even funnier because she missed like four times oh my gosh it welts all over him pk suban took a slap shot at him and then a pogo stick like <laughs> pogo i mean the the pogo stick stick ruptured him yeah literally so was- I, I i wouldn't do it that would I can't no. I just I don't even want to think about that that pain. These guys are insane, absolutely insane. So that's a good one. I'll go I'll, I'll list off um I'll list off some of my favorites here. Yeah. My favorite all time is um when Johnny Knoxville went into the store and fought Butterbean. Yes. <laughs> the the best line in Jackass history is Butterbean okay <laughs> after after he just gets clobbered by him for four rounds. Gets knocked out by him like three different times. Gets up, like puts him to sleep. He's snoring. He's literally snoring from but from Butterbean. And he wakes up and he goes, hey, "Is Butterbean okay?" Like he's the best. He's he's hilarious. It's, it, like the jackass is just proof that slapstick comedy it hits for anyone. It will it will transcend any race, gender, generation. It's funny to everyone. Funny. Yeah, it, it's great. What 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 else do you have there? Golf course air horn. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably their best prank right there. All time, that was a really good one. <laughs> Just, I'm, it it is like, if you, if you're a middle aged man like on a golf course, I don't even blame the guys for getting mad. How do you not get mad at that situation? But, <laughs> and then the, and then like they get so mad they start teeing off at them. <laughs> And I think that that would actually work and just makes them laugh even harder. It's, it's, it's such a simple idea, but it's so great. That's I yeah. love them. I really hope I honestly hope if anything, nothing comes out of this is that 
like when I was in the theater, everyone there was I was like one of the youngest people in that theater. So we're kind of at the tail end of like seeing the original Jackass movies. I hope this brings in a whole nother generation of guys that just like want to be daredevils, kids that just want to be stupid. Like, oh, yeah. Parents, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of very, very questionable content, and very vulgar content in this. But, like, if you want your kids to play outside, just show them jackass. Yeah. That doesn't get your kid off the couch moving, then he's a lost cause. Yeah. I'm sure we've done we, we've done plenty of dumb stuff. Uh, I mean, not that dumb, certainly. But uh, we, we've, we've done some stupid stuff in our yeah. day, uh, for sure. Uh, some other ones worth mentioning. The porta potty slingshot so, was the the grossest thing that they've ever done, right? That has to be yeah. it. So funny. Uh, I mean, and just like even watching it from the outside, you're not even safe because you got the air holes up top, and you see yeah. just it spraying through those air holes. That's so. That's so gross. That is, I, I can't believe that 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 happened. Uh, the one that like stuck out to me that made me realize like these guys are actual psychopaths is just them doing the paper cuts. Yeah, and, like the they did on cut. their mouth and like I I could that's the most unwatchable one I've seen. Oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it's like that. That's like it's so unnecessary because it's not really gonna overly impress anyone, but it seems like actual torture to me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. That's. But dude, my favorite part about these movies, though, is when they are like, it's the 10 seconds after they take a huge hit that you have no idea if they're OK or not. Yeah. And they're like, dude, are you OK? And then they're just cracking jokes while he's motionless on the ground. And, and then they're like, they're like, seriously, are you good? Like, wake up, wake up. And they're just like, crack another. They look at the king. Steve looks up at the camera and he makes another joke about the guy just motionless on the ground at his feet. Yeah. <laughs> like, or like, I mean, there, there's some that have been like, they, they really like, you didn't need to do that, guys. That was maybe a little too yeah. much because like, I remember the first one where it's just like, he's taking like a projectile shot at like at that artillery range or whatever. And um, it's, like, used for crowd control or something. Not even crowd control. Uh, because they were, like, if you, like, we're not going to let allow you to even take this in the chest. Yeah. Because you will die. <laughs> like, you will die if this hits you in the chest. Okay? So you're going to take it in the stomach instead. I'm like, what? <laughs> I know. And, and like, that's the, that's the one where it's, like, like Dude. You, look, you look at Johnny Knoxville and he's, like, the look in his eyes is like, why am I doing this? I could actually, like, that's the one time he's just like, I might actually die right now. So this and might not be worth it. The one with the uh, the vulture where, where he just, like, repeatedly he's like, can we stop now? Can we please be done now? Like, oh, my God. They're like, no, one more, one more. <laughs> I, that, I mean, <laughs> the, the insane one in the new movie to me was the bear. They. Oh. The bear was insane. I thought I literally thought that they were just trying to scare him or like or something. And and you see like he's got a chain on him, and then the chain's not connected to anything. And I'm like, no, what? what? The bear is like caretaker's like, oh my god, I gotta get in there. Yeah. 
<laughs> like he's he's grabbing his crotch a little bit too much right now. I should probably like I mean the bear was yeah the bear ate money off of Danger yeah. Aaron or not money. Why did I say money? Food. Same. What is wrong with me? Right, that was so funny. Yeah. So I mean they're, they're insane. They're, they're it, definitely go watch the new Jackass. Yeah. Highly recommend. I mean, so funny. I love I love those guys so much. They see it again. They're childhood heroes. Find a friend to go with me, but I'll go see it again. Yeah, I like when I finished that, I went back home and watched one yeah. through three after that. So funny. Now I need to watch two and a half and three and a half. Yes. Yeah. Then then I will complete the 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 real trilogy. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Uh, you got any questions here for me? Oh, also I forgot the fart funnel where he just actually okay. took a poop in the funnel instead, and <laughs> Steve was just throwing it inside the freaking astronaut helmet. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't. I think I've asked all my questions earlier in this podcast. Most okay. All right. No. So we'll we'll just uh, do our segments and call it a show, huh? Yeah, we definitely should do that. All right. For me first. Uh, let's do uh, coach of the week here. Coach of the week, Pete DeBoer. Um, he was the coach for I think the Pacific Division, I believe, is where he's coaching now for the NHL. Um, and they interviewed him after and they were like, uh, what was it like on the bench? And he goes, I'm going to be honest with you. I was pretty hungover today. So (laughs) (laughs) I love that the week because just like, I mean, being honest, he was hungover. He was hungover. So, yeah, I respect it. Uh, good, good being honest. You know, you were in Vegas, so you got to do what you got to do. Uh, my coach of the week is Lovey Smith. I I already mentioned it. I'm just happy he's back. Really (laughs) happy for him. And I hope he does really well with the Texans. I don't know if he will, because that's kind of an abysmal franchise. But if he doesn't, it's not his fault. He's the Texans turnaround. Yeah. Player of the week, Josh? Player of the week? Um, who's going to be the player of the week? I just thought of a really good one. This is really killing me. Who was my player of the week? Wow, this really sucks. It was, I didn't write it down because I was like, I'm not going to forget this one. And I do this every single stupid week. Um, oh, Antonio Brown is one of my players of the week. Oh. Know? Because he actually just took over being the president of one of Kanye's brands. I'm not really sure how that happens and who would choose. He is he's taking control of Kanye's Donda Sports. Um, so either Kanye gave this Donda Sports to Kim and now wants to see it fail. A little Ted Lasso kind of thing going on here, maybe. Or Antonio Brown is about to get in to some stuff with the Kardashians. Either way. It's gonna it's, be- it's gonna be good content. So I, that that make that does make me really happy. That's a yeah. really good player of the week because now we know Antonio Brown is not out of our lives for good. Oh. Which is a very comforting thought. For he's me. now gonna have beef with the West slash Kardashians. Yep. Yep. And he's still well, somewhat in sports, which yeah. is, you know, you, an area of our expertise he, right there. Yeah, maybe he'll get some partial custody of Northwest to uh, bring that child up. We'll see. Or yeah, we'll we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, my player or players of the week here are LeBron's former bitches, uh, Kyle Kuzma and Kevin Love, the scapegoat for all of his problems. Because there's a new one. It is Russell Westbrook. Yep. I get so sick of like LeBron is the GM of every team that he's on, so he's the worst GM of all time because hey. he cannot put together these teams that succeed around him. But he's so good at spin zoning everything that everything 
that is wrong with the Lakers, even though LeBron hasn't been exceptional this year, is Russell Westbrook's fault. He it did. Is, he did shoot five or one for ten in his last game. Let's let's not even mention that. Who cares? Whatever. It's not his fault. LeBron, you suck. You brought him onto your team. Yeah. You gotta live with the consequences here, dude. No, you he's really- uh. <laughs> He's a million. He goes a million miles an hour, no matter what he's doing. Even if he's missing shots, he'll miss them at a million miles an hour. So, that's uh, that's you should have known that going in. Yeah, that I mean, everyone did except for him. So. Yeah. Josh, fan base of the week. Fan base of the week is Pittsburgh Steelers fans because Steelers fans were named the best football fans in of the world. So. Okay. I just saw that pop up on my Twitter timeline. Today. There you go. Easy enough right there. I like that. Pitt, Pittsburgh fans, best fans in the world. Just a fact? Yeah, they are. Okay. You heard it here first. They are. While simultaneously being the worst because they're the best. You yeah. can't, like, you cannot be the best fan base. You you, you hold both titles at the same you time. Have. And if yeah. you don't, then you're not either. Heavy like, is the head that lays the crown. Yes. Uh, my fan base of the week is football fans in the state of Wisconsin. Wow, shocker. Am I talking about Packers fans, Josh? Am I? Do you think I am? Nope. No, because the highest-selling football jersey in the state of Wisconsin was a Justin Fields jersey. Literally up yours every Packers fan ever. You guys suck. You're not supporting your own football team. Goodness gracious, what an embarrassment. Not only to the sport of football, but well, to the United States of America. Have I, some damn pride. Goodness. I do think, though, it could just be because, like, they take the Packers fans are using the material of, like, six jerseys, but it only counts towards one jersey. So I bet the same ma- amount of material was used in Packers jerseys. Yeah, um, they are a lot more expensive it, to make. Jerseys, yeah. So, like, maybe Packers fans just don't buy them as often because it's so expensive because of all the materials that go into it because they need, like, 7XLs. Yeah, or they could have just ran out of material altogether, so there's limited inventory. Yeah, Yeah. might be enough material. It's like, like, imagine, like, oh, my God, imagine a flight, like, Packers fans traveling to, like, Arizona or something. Imagine how many seatbelt extensions are going to have to be used on a flight from Arizona to Green Bay. Literally be two Packers fans that would be able to fit. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> you can't even bring a carry-on. <laughs> that, yeah, that's... <laughs> I mean, if if you're... <laughs> you're hitting your weight limit pretty early on that plane ride. That. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, all, all carry-ons will now be uh, transported separately two days la- later via Express because... We simply cannot support this amount of weight. <laughs> Blame the state of Wisconsin. Blame the cheese curds. Yeah, I don't know. I have I have one friend who's a Packers fan, and it has to be the cheese in the state because he's skinny and yeah. he doesn't like cheese. So, see, most of, yeah, most of the Packers fans I know that are in fact skinny don't live in Wisconsin and don't really eat cheese that much. So yeah, you usually think that that's like mm-hmm. those people just don't even exist, but there's like two of them at least. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not that many. I don't know. Uh, but my other fan base of the week is uh, San Francisco sports fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need a moment of silence because, once again, a a San Francisco sports fan has been put into a medically induced coma 
by an LA sports fan uh, <laughs> after after a game between their two teams. It it happens a lot. It happens more than you than it should, for <laughs> sure. Like it, the fact that it's happened like multiple times is too many. And then I'm getting multiple notifications on this. Like, yeah, it feels like once a year I'm getting a notification. Oh, a Dodgers fan just beat the shit out of a out of a Giants fan. Oh, a Rams fan just knocked out a, a 49ers fan. What? Why, why are the Rams fans knocking out the 49ers fans? They shouldn't be the angry ones. They because won. They're in the Super Bowl. They were just there's more of them in their stadium. So they Swing, were. More- yeah, that, that had that had to be so annoying. Yeah. Because if you're a Rams fan that showed up to that game, good on you. Like you, you did your job. That's what you're supposed to do. And you're getting, you're getting outnumbered. Like we talked about it last week, you're getting outnumbered by 49ers fans. That in your home stadium. What is just looking at this fuming? What's kind of sad is that you can't check off. I feel like it's on any, every NFL fan's bucket list to go see your team play at home, and Rams fans will never be able to check that off. Yeah. They're because they yeah. won't experience a home game ever. Goodness gracious! I mean, unless the Chargers are playing them, which is nice. Yeah, which will. That's uh, that's one that's that the one time. Game is a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> which team has the most fans? The Chargers or the Rams at the game? Actually, the Steelers actually showed up with the most fans for a Rams-Chargers game. Surprisingly enough. <laughs> yeah, the Steelers are coming into town next week. They just wanted to see a football game. They didn't have much going on, so they flew out. <laughs> yeah. Actually, they're not even – neither team is playing the Steelers this season. They just wanted to catch some ball. Neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. That would stop by. Best you know, best fans in the country. I don't know if you heard about it. Worst fans in the country, too. So, sucks. <laughs> uh, Josh, what is your tweet of the week? My tweet of the week actually comes from the Phoenix Suns. So, I don't know if you saw this report. The, the Arizona – Coyotes are having a very, very hard time figuring out where to play their games. They're getting locked out of their arena. They are now looking to possibly play at the University of Arizona's multi-sport facility where the capacity is 5,000. So that's where that is. One, they're getting dragged through the mud because, well, like, I think it was Brad Marchand or it was Brad Marchand that was just basically like, well, I mean, they only have 5,000 people now, so I think it'll be a great fit. That's not even my tweet of the week, but that was a hilarious tweet. But anyway, then Gary Bettman's like on the phone and they're talking to the Phoenix Suns like, hey, can we use your arena temporarily? The Phoenix Suns are like, no, like we don't want you to use our arena. We're not sharing with you. Like just straight up like there was no no way around it. They literally straight up said no. Phoenix Suns tweet out literally today. This was all last week. One of their players getting off the bus wearing a Coyotes jersey with Howl, hashtag Valley Proud. Damn, like, that is cold-blooded right there. That is so mean. <laughs> that's called bullying right there. That, that's all that is. That's cyberbullying. It's like, no, you guys can't use our arena. But hey, look how look at the Arizona pride we have. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's atrocious. That's Oh, that's so funny. The timing of the whole situation is wonderful. Oh, it's so great. I love it. Excellent, excellent tweet of the week there, Josh. Uh, my tweet of the week comes from Donald Driver. Did you see this? No, I'd, maybe, but no. Okay, I'm about to text it to you because I, you, everyone needs to see this. Uh, just give, give it one second for it to sound. 
Donald Driver, former Packers wide receiver, just so everyone knows. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is the most messed up tweet I've seen. It's it's so bad. <laughs> I mean, okay. I will preface this by by saying I I do not want to make fun of the way people mourn death in their family. But even this deserves comment. It's too out there to not be commented on. So Donald Driver tweeted out today I laid my queen to rest. Love you. Dot 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 dot. Hashtag rip granny. And then he posts a picture of him laying in bed next to his dead grandmother. And his, his grandma just open mouth, like the most <laughs> dead looking person of all time. Josh. <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking at. I can't look away. <laughs> it, it's bad. Like. <laughs> and, and again, I like we're not making fun yeah, of sure. the death or anything, but like you don't tweet that out. Did he get ratioed? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he did. <laughs> I, I I don't need to check the numbers on that to know that he did. Like people are gonna be respectful and everything, which is good. They should be. But that's just a bananas tweet to send out. It, it like it doesn't even seem real to me. That is so funny. I can't believe that's a real thing. It's so it's so like out there that I'm not even bring making fun of the fact that he paid, played for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. That is so it's not even worth mentioning in this situation. So funny. So that I, I figured that would be an interesting one to bring up. That's uh that, that's been living in my head all day, just that image of <laughs> she is so clearly dead in that picture, dude. <laughs> she like it's not a picture that was taken while she was sleeping before like <laughs> I mean, Donald Driver, tears in his eyes, laying laying in his dead grandmother's bed with the body still there. It's it's quite the it's quite the image. If you if you haven't seen it, I recommend you look it up. It's so- out there. Uh, anything else here, Josh, before we wrap up the show? No, I don't think so. I think that's all. It was a good show. We'll be back with the full Super Super Bowl breakdown after this game i might be here i might not be who knows we'll see what happens it could be the end of me i've seen a lot but i don't know if i can move through this so we'll see y'all next week stand by this week yep see you next time bye brass monkey I think I've used this. Like, Brass monkey!